How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Daily News Update for Tuesday, March the 23rd. Boy, oh boy, it's an interesting day today. So most of the stories that came out today weren't actually official announcements, but instead reports from journalists. I'm going to give you two of them here today, and then we'll go from there. So let's jump into it. First of all, it is now being reported, with an announcement due later this month, that Sony is going to be shutting down the stores for the PlayStation 3, PlayStation Vita, and PlayStation Portable. That's the digital stores for those platforms. After they close the summer, you're going to be unable to purchase digital games or DLC for those consoles. So, you know, if by chance you happen to still play on one of those consoles and you want to have a particular game, make sure you download it and buy it soon. That's pretty much all from that, but this story has brought up a lot of discussions about, like, the importance of games preservation, right? There are now dozens and hundreds of games in those catalogs which are just instantly being snapped away if somebody doesn't have the physical version. And let's be real, Sony isn't particularly keen on bringing back old games anyway, for remasters or backwards compatibility, anything like that. So while of course I don't officially endorse emulation, uh, preservation seems like one of its biggest justifications. According to VentureBeat, Discord is currently suiting up to sell the company to a major corporation for over $10 billion. Apparently, multiple parties have already expressed interest. Now, the big question for Discord really is whether or not they can leverage themselves better under another company, which at this point, the only people that could afford them are companies like Tencent and Microsoft and Google, Amazon, or they can go to the public, you know, enter the stock market. Here's what VentureBeat says, quote, while Discord has grown dramatically and has more than 140 million monthly active users, it is still in a growth phase, and its financials aren't spectacular right now. That means it may be early for the company to try to go public, end quote, according to their sources. Now, Discord has turned down acquisitions before, as lately as 2018, for somewhere between 2 to $6 billion. Apparently, they turned it down because buyers wanted them to do things they didn't want to do, such as including advertising in the app. So obviously, if they're talking to people at this point, it's a few obstacles that they've come over. Anyway, if you're interested in knowing more about that, I highly recommend the article from VentureBeat. They did some really good reporting, a whole bunch of details I couldn't get into. Okay, folks, and that, that's pretty much the two biggest news stories from today. Here are some smaller ones I'll just lump all into one segment. Uh, it appears as though Xbox is going to be renaming Xbox Live to Xbox Network. Again, that's not official, it's just they've changed some of the terminology in some places and people are making the assumption. Uh, Fall Guys now has its Season 4 out, which has brought seven new rounds and a squads mode. The Resident Evil multiplayer game is going into open beta next month for just about three days. So you're welcome to try that out, it's an open beta. That starts on April 7th. Uh, Silent Hill is going to be making its first appearance in the gaming industry in a long time. They're going to be a DLC for an indie horror game called Dark Deception. That's pretty cool. And uh, I guess the last one here is that if you play Fallout 76, then feel free to check out the 2021 roadmap that they just released. They showed off everything they planned from spring through to winter. Tons of content and features. But that's it. Not much in terms of news today. My friends, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, speaking of Discord, if you'd like, please join our Discord server, thegamingobserver.com slash Discord. And I have a mailbag posted in the announcements channel. You have until uh, Friday evening to get your mailbag submission in, but I know most of you have already gotten it. My friends, that's all I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in, and until next time, happy gaming, everyone.
Hey, hey, it's the TGO After Show. Uh, I'm once again recording this at like 9 p.m. when I'm normally recording around 5 or 6, sometimes 7, because I have my news class that goes from 6 to 9 p.m. I hate it. The only reason I go to it is because Shelby also has a class that goes until 9 p.m., so the only thing I can do is either sit there or also go to my class. And uh, today we talked about how to open a story, how to write a news story. But in this case, it was just, you know, the first sentence, the lead, as they call it. And once again, I, I found myself connecting this class to the observer because, you know, the context that this class is coming from is the professor was the main broadcast editor uh, for the CBC, which is the government funded news network here in Canada. He was a big deal. And I mean, he didn't do a lot of written word, but obviously he's quite qualified to talk about it. And so we were learning about, okay, what makes a good first sentence in a news story? And, you know, most of it was pretty common sense. Put the most important things first. Get the five W's and the H. Don't get anything wrong, right? But also the the motivation behind it was a little different from the way that I would do something like that uh, for this show or for the newsletter that accompanies this show. Because when you think about newspapers and you think about what the objectives of those newspapers are. It's, you know, giant headline, very attractive first sentence, and then that's going to entice people to read the rest of the story. That's what sells newspapers. That's what gets people to, you know, actually read your newspaper or maybe read stories that they normally wouldn't have or anything like that. And I do generally follow the same principles when it comes to that sort of thing, just because, you know, it, it makes sense to put put the most important thing at the, at the beginning. But sometimes I break the rules and I think it's totally fine because I operate under the, the assumption that you're not skipping anything. I mean, especially in this show, like I kind of just have your attention for five minutes and however I choose to format that five minutes, I mean, I guess you could skip on me if you're like, ew, I hate today's show, but I, I don't think that's happening very often. And so if a story has a very intriguing beginning, middle and end where I don't necessarily get to the, the most important point until the middle then that's fine, I think, as long as I don't, you know, overdo it. It's the same with the newsletter. I mean, the newsletter, I do try and be a little bit more formulaic with it, just because, again, context matters. But from what I understand, the people who read my newsletter are generally reading the whole thing. Because with the way that I format my show as well, it's not like I'm throwing everything at you. If I were to throw every single little story that happened in the gaming industry in a given day, you would be overwhelmed, and it would remove the importance of, of a lot of the things, right? Like any of the days where I'm like, hey, it's a slow news day, so here's one or two stories and I'll get out of your hair quickly. That's not me saying nothing happened at all whatsoever. That's me saying there's probably only one or two things you actually care about. And granted, I could make a larger effort to be like, hey, there's no news today. Let's look at a, uh, an indie game that maybe you haven't seen before that you'd be interested in. You know, I, I could fill that space with something valuable. Maybe I'll, I'll start thinking about that once I've graduated. But anyway, my larger point is that the show that I make only focuses on the headliners. And the newsletter that I write is just the biggest stories. And so, you know, it's assumed that if I'm writing about it, it's probably something that you're going to care about or want to know more about. Anyway, I was really glad that I took this course because it, it really made me observe that and like recognize that, even though I was kind of doing all of that stuff instinctually, right? Like, something always felt wrong when I didn't immediately start with the most important information, but now I, I know why. It's because newsletters, that's what they have to do. All right, sorry, I should say newspapers. Anyway, I thought you might find that interesting. At least I can get something out of these classes, you know, repurpose the content for my podcast. Aye, aye, aye. All right, folks, thanks for tuning in. Until tomorrow, farewell.